Welcome to Educash, a podcast for career educational navigation geared towards education majors and newly hired teachers. Topics and information that can help you in the beginning stages of your career. Things our hosts Chris Reed and John Ballard wish somebody would have told them at the start of their career. In episode nine, it's all about the teacher career fair. The guys offer tips and insights to help you get noticed and recruited by school districts. And now a common sense approach to an ever-changing educational world. The EduCash Podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Chris Reed. I'm back again with John. John, how you doing? It's been a little while. Doing great. It's good to be back. Got a good topic tonight. Uh, something that I think we, we kind of need to get into. It's something I've wanted to do for a while because I, I really think it, some things need to be discussed and uh, hopefully understood more of these career fairs that the uh, students can attend prior to... Uh, you know, getting a job and how important those things are and kind of let them know what the districts are thinking and what's happening with the districts prior to this. I think, you know, sometimes it's just a check the box kind of thing. There's a lot more to it than that, I I believe. You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, a lot of times these career fairs are part of an assignment, you might say, for the teacher education programs. And uh, the biggest mistake a student could make would be to to tackle it or face it in that regard that it's just an assignment uh, to show up and go to that because uh, like you said you and I have both been to many a job fairs and uh, set up many a booths and uh, tables and whatnot and given out I don't know how many flashlights and uh, chargers uh, there you go uh, but everything else uh, but uh, it is very important on the uh, on the district side of things and they are actively recruiting and uh, it's important to to make a good showing at those job fairs you know and i think it's important to know that even though if, if you i know sometimes it is a class requirement and you ask them to sign that but you need to kind of do your talk and get all that out of the way and don't just open up with hey will you sign this for me because i've done that before i've signed those but you know so everyone knows you know before a district shows up at a career fair not only do we pay quite a bit of money to be there you know, it, it costs the district quite a lot to come to those. So when when a district is showing up there, I can assure you they are looking for possible potential employers. And it's not just, uh, you know, we're here if you need us. So if there's one at your school, I know we've been to some individual schools, and then sometimes you go to the ones in the bigger cities. But if you're fortunate enough to have one close to you, you need to get there and you need to take it serious because I can assure you that they are there to find you and uh, and make this a, a you know just a good transition for everybody, but it is a basically in my opinion, it is an interview. That that's true. It is a mini interview, and uh, I think that uh, today maybe what we could do is talk a little bit about uh, some tips and things that you can do ahead of time before the career fair, and then maybe some things during the career fair and then uh, what you need to do afterwards. So okay, that sounds good. So let's jump right in there. And what are, what do you think are some of the more important things that um, our teacher candidates should do to prepare for a job fair? I think the first thing they need to do is decide what they're going to bring with them and get that prepared. You know, the resume, do you want it to be three or four pages? You know, me personally, I don't know about you. I always liked the one pager that was a little bit thicker paper and it had all the information on it. And I could just kind of grab that and get it back to the office and make copies of it and get it out to principals and those sort of things. So I think that's extremely important. I'm not saying you can't have more than one page, but you know, a little color on it, something to grab attention. Cause the truth is this for everybody out there, I'm telling you the truth. When you talk to a district, 
and you give your resume and you guys are sizing each other up, when that district official takes your resume and turns around, I'm telling you, there's a yes and a no pile. And you want to be in that yes pile. It's just the way it is. And and they need to do the same thing to the district. You know, decide if that's something you want, a you know, place well, you want to be. Well, Chris, I was a little more subtle than that. I I just put a little mark in the corner of the resume. But, yeah, I had a system. Uh, but, I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not going to use I'm not going to tell my secrets. <laughs> I may have to go to another one of these. I don't want people trying to watch and see what we do, John. Come but on. but to your point, you definitely need to uh, prepare ahead of time and make sure your resume is, is something that uh, that is succinct and tells a little bit about you. Uh, as you said, you know, at the end of most uh, job fairs, career fairs, you know, I would have a stack of, you know, 30 or 40 resumes. Right. So the key is is standing out. And that that's kind of the uh, the first piece of it is that resume. So, you know, you don't want to do like I've, I've seen some kids do. They, they come to a career fair and they got their resumes in uh, one of those plastic grocery bags right. and uh, they're crumpled up right. and uh, that sort of thing because... Uh, That'll get you in that special marked pile. The no pile. There you go. So make sure, uh, you know, ahead of time that that you're prepared with something to give them. Uh, Another thing you need to do ahead of time is to go ahead and come up uh, with just a few short, uh, you might say, selling points about yourself. A little bit of an elevator story where, you know, you're ready when you meet the person, which is typically... Uh, you know, either an HR person from a district level or oftentimes, as you and I both did, would bring a principal, you know, who was in desperate need of a right. particular area that right. uh, was looking for, for something in uh, specifically. But uh, but be ready to, uh, you know, to, to give that little uh, selling point about yourself. And it needs to be something, you know, succinct because, uh, again, there may be, you know, 100 or more uh, students at the career fair. That's exactly right. And, and as you prepare that, and you walk into the building, you're, you're going to work the room, I guess, obviously, and see who all's there and what districts are there and where you want to be. And if there's a district that you kind of look at and go, I, I would never go that far. You know, I'm not going across the country. That might be one to start with. Go, go throw your story, do all your prep work on a district that you really just kind of get the nerves out, get it going a little bit, feeling good about yourself, you know, about the process. I've got one down. Uh, and then start then start pinpointing and using those districts that you think you really might want to work at. That's a good point because I think one of the keys is you need to be able to maximize your time at these career fairs. Right. You may be at a career fair with, you know, a uh, hundred different districts, and if you know for sure that uh, there are certain ones that you're interested in, then again ahead of time, one thing you need to do is research things about that district so that when you talk to that HR person, when you talk to that principal, you can impress them with the knowledge you have about their district and you can ask specific questions about that district. And I'm sure there's a list for them to know who's coming to those uh, career fairs. I've never been on that side of it, but I know we have to uh, set up and we have a certain date before we can even uh, get in it to register for it. So I'm sure that that information is available uh, for yes. them to do that. And, and if you know, again, if you know specific districts that are going to be there that you're interested in, it doesn't hurt to go ahead and apply to that district. So exactly. that when you talk to that HR person, when you talk to that principal at that career fair, you can say, hey, my, I've got my application in. Uh, you know, I hope you'll, you'll take a look. Uh, give them your name. Um, do something to stand out. You don't want to 
stand out in a bad way. Now, I've, no. I, I can remember some that have stood out, but right. uh, they've no. stood out in a way that they went in that other the special other side, pile. I know. Yeah, don't go in there and shoot yourself in the foot and uh, pull a Barney Fife on yourself trying to get a job. But uh, Well, part of that is, 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 you know, being confident. And I guess that kind of brings us to the what do you do the day of. You know, we've talked about, you know, what you do before, be prepared, you know, study a little bit about the districts. But at the actual job fair, when you get the opportunity to to talk to someone in HR, you know, first of all, don't interrupt. You know, there'll be a crowd of two or three students, you know, maybe in front of you and you don't want to just jump in and in between everybody and hand them your resume and walk off. That's another no, no. Don't don't just leave your resume and not 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 speak. Uh, But but make sure you do, you know, the normal things, make good eye contact, firm handshake uh, be ready, as I said, to, uh, to tell a little bit of selling about yourself and ask, uh, pertinent questions about that district. You know, and while you're standing in line, put your phone up and listen, because you're already going to start hearing what that district is saying to the people in front of you. And I'll be honest with you, they've got the same spiel. They're going to kind of work into everybody kind of the same, you know, for the most part. So start listening to how that person's talking, the interaction between the people in front of you that will help you when it's your turn to step up and, and talk to that district. And uh, like you said, you got a short amount of time. you got a small window to uh, sell yourself. And that's just very important. So pay attention and kind of, you know, kind of do a little bit of just getting yourself ready. Right. And, and, and ask questions. I mean, I think that's uh, one of the things I was always impressed with is if I could tell that someone was not just meeting a requirement for their class by by coming and talking to me, but they actually had questions. And, and some good questions asked might be things like, you know, what is your application process if you haven't already applied? Or, uh, you know, how do you all go about hiring? You know, different states do things different ways. Or, right. or what's the best way? You may, if you're talking to somebody in HR that may not be the person who actually does the hiring, uh, but but may often, as you and I both know, do the recommending sometimes right. uh, to ask them, you know, how what's the best way I could go about getting an interview or how could I stand out to your principals or those sorts of things. Did you take a single salary schedule with you? I did. uh, uh but I, I did that. Be- one. Yeah. yeah, I did that because ours was more competitive than mine. <laughs> right. So single salary schedule. I know most of you probably know, but it's the yearly schedule that uh, has all the years you're going to work one through twenty zero through twenty seven, and it updates each year, and you get a bump with you know certain things going on. But that, but your district, they'll probably have that information. I know that may or may not be something you want to ask, but I never minded getting asked that question. I mean, these kids are out there trying to get a job. They want to know, you know, and. Uh, and, and a lot of the districts are front end loaded, where they they're real competitive on the front end. And uh, well, yeah, you and you got to be careful about that, though. I may have taken a little different approach. I didn't, you know, that doesn't need to be your first question. No, no, no. Uh, hey, how, how much do you all pay? Uh, right. How many how many sick days right. do I get? Right. You know, yeah. when uh, do I have vacations <laughs> and uh, those sorts of things? So you may want to be subtle about it, or even you know try to find that information somewhere else. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. Typically, in most situations, I mean, starting teacher salaries are not going to be a, uh, there's not going to be a great variance, but, wow. you know, on down the line in your career, it could be. There's, you know, some districts that uh, are, are much more lucrative, but, can, but again, can, that shouldn't be your motivating factor. I can specifically remember some people asking me for that, and typically they would frame it up with, 
I think I'm going to get a job in my hometown. But if I were to come here and I'd have to move and all that, you know, I think they were trying to line up the salaries to see if the move would warrant the pay, you know, if that was worth it or not, which I had no problem with that. And when you're talking to folks, I would also say, make sure you know who you're talking to. I mean, it's, it's fair to ask them, you know, what, what do you do for the district or even ask them, make sure you ask them for a business card. Uh, And, and once they do tell you you're the, you're, their name uh it's good practice to in the conversation use their name so that you when you're talking to them uh that makes them feel more important makes them feel like you're a genuine person and uh uh, that goes a long way you know and i always had i don't know but i always had business cards with me and uh you know a lot sometimes if if, i don't think it's a bad idea to ask for that because now you've got that district the contact if you want to send some kind of something later on you know you've got that information yeah, I don't know that I included that. I think I just set them out on the desk there, but they're on the table. But you know, and you and be careful what you say to to the recruiter too. You might say, uh, you know, I've had I've had students who who have come up to me after they've seen somebody else who's just walked away, and they tell me something negative about that person. You yeah, know, or <laughs> uh, the, you know, so just be careful about that saying anything negative, whether it be about another person or even a particular district. Uh, you, you just got to, uh, understand that, that again, like you said in the very beginning, it's somewhat of a, an interview and, and basically I know I and you both, um, uh, as recruiters and as people in education market, we want to get a feel for what kind of a person somebody is. Right. And it's hard to do in a two or three minutes, but, uh, you can give a negative vibe pretty easily, but. Uh, being a genuine person, looking people in the eye and, uh, you know, making good conversation, being confident in what you're saying, asking right. good questions, all of those things send out a good vibe to a recruiter and uh, may get you a second look. So while we're here, let's talk about something else real quick. What about a virtual career fair? I've, I've never been involved with one, but that's what they've been doing. And with COVID, you know, I'm sure I, I do believe that this I know some things will probably never go back to the way we were pre-COVID, but uh, I do believe that career fairs will return to in-person because of the amount of information you can get other than just the information you're you're speaking of, you know, just all the intangibles that you can pick up by talking to somebody. And uh, But, I, you know, I think that would be kind of hard right now for districts to kind of pick that up. Oh, I agree. Uh, I agree. I mean, for me as a, you know, a, a person in uh, human resources trying to look for particular personalities for principals, you know, and obviously uh, that's another thing to understand for our teacher candidates is that as human resources folks, we've had conversations with principals and asked, you know, what is it you want? You know, what, uh, what criteria or what, you know, particular skills are you looking for? So, we're looking for those things, you know, in, in our candidates, and we'll probably ask those questions. So, right, uh, that's important as well. So uh, yeah, that's just that's an interesting topic about the virtual. Though I'm I'm kind of I would rather be in person myself to help oh, find ab- those things. Absolutely, you know. Uh, the, you know, just like I said, the things that you're looking for are hard to tell virtually. I went online today to look like I used to look for them to register for them. And all the ones that I found today were online for this spring. Do you know how to get online? Uh, Every now and then I still can, you know, 
Not very good. Try to stay off of as much as I can, but uh, <laughs> anyway. But most of them are online this spring again. So I, I think maybe by next fall, you know, maybe that that group coming out of, uh, you know, in the December of that year may have a chance to to do some in person ones. I would I would hope. Right. Well, well, those are some some of the things that uh, you need to do while you're at the fair. What about after the fair? Well, what, what's, we didn't uh, talk about dress. Oh, we dress got, is a big a one. Dress you're right. For you're right. Yeah. Uh, wear your tank tops, tank uh, tops, flip flops, and uh, it'll be good. You know, that, get right in there. Yeah, that'll whittle them down pretty quick. You can do that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the same answer as the interview. You know, dress professional. Uh, again, that's that's the same thing I tell every time I'm asked this question. You, you you know, you you decide what's dress professional for you, and make sure that when you leave, your dress is not a conversation piece. Yeah, and remember, we've said this before, but. Most of the people who are in administrative roles are probably have been in education a while and therefore they're a little bit older. So they may have a little different mindset about that. So keep that in mind. It's not right. what you and folks around you are accepting of. You better make sure that if you're wanting to impress somebody who's, you know, my age, which is, well, Oh, broke up a little bit there, but anyway, we're uh, it's it's a little bit older, and uh, you know I wouldn't be impressed if somebody, uh, you know, came in in a t-shirt and um, too casual, you might say they would they would go in that special marked pile for sure. And I know when I know about when I go to the or when I went to the career fairs on specific school campuses. I felt like that the students that were there had been coached up pretty well by the faculty and staff, you know, and I don't think that was ever an issue. You could tell that they had worked with them some, but some of the ones, the larger ones in the bigger cities where you're competing as a district against people from all over the United States, you know, that some of the dress there got a little bit lax, I thought, but, you know, everybody's, there's so many people there, it's, it, right. but, but that's, you know, kind of, you don't know what everybody's looking for, and even if they would accept lesser of a uh, dress from you if you will they will never bat an eye at you being dressed professional you know you just can't go wrong that's a, uh, that's right and it goes back again to to standing out and right. making sure you stand out in a good way and uh, again i'll go back to to if you know a particular district that's going to be at a career fair that you're very interested in it would behoove you to do some research some legwork ahead of time so that when you're there, you can ask questions that would impress that person. They're going to remember your name. Again, right. Again, you might have, uh, when you leave there, 100 resumes. Right. But uh, you may have two or three that have two or three stars on them. Some may have minuses. Yeah. That's just my particular method. But Mine, mine had little corners that were... The, the, the real special ones got the got the right in plus the corner tabby. That's how I knew. But, uh, but but you know the, here's the thing: the kids need to understand is we're going back to the district, and we can't send a name or someone out there that's really just didn't really do a whole lot for us. You know, you need to get in there. You need to impress, ask the right questions, do the best you can, and hope that uh, you know you make that because they are really going to send your name back if you do those things and you stand out. Your name is going to get passed on to. You know, probably every principal in the district that your certification will meet the requirement of, of their grade level. That's exactly right. And and again, you know, you may be um, competing against 40 other applicants for a particular teaching job. So 
you know, when that principal is looking at a list of 40 names and they're trying to decide, you know, not just who they're going to hire, but who they're going to interview, it's a, it's a pretty monumental task to narrow that down. But if their HR person has said, Hey, here's somebody good, then I can promise you, you're probably going to get an interview. And if you're in a big district and that HR person says that to six or eight principals, then you can see those six or eight principals scrambling to see who's going to get to that person first. So it makes it even more competitive. And while you're there, before we get to the, after you get done with it, you know, understand that even though your home district may have told you, we want to hire you, we're in with you, make sure you, you know, and they probably do, but that doesn't mean that's going to work out. So don't go through the career fair thinking I've got mine. I don't need to be talking to anybody and just blase through there because you never know where you're going to end up. That is for sure. So take them all serious. And, and what does it hurt to let everybody think that's where you're coming? I mean, it's just like recruiting in athletics. You know, why would you make anybody feel like you don't, you're not interested at this point? That's right. You know, bird in hand. You know, once yeah. you get a job and sign a contract, you don't have to do anything. That's right. I did that when I was going to play basketball for the University of Wildcats, and uh, it cost me. Uh, I, I thought we were going to hear about the NBA uh, <laughs> contract you probably passed up or whatever. No, I was too old back in my day. They didn't have a three-point line that oh, I'd that, still be playing. But that's, anyway, okay. so that's a whole other podcast for us. Yeah, yeah. That, that, is, uh, that is. So what about after the career fair? Well, uh, I think for I think sure, so. like I said a while ago, you know, grab a hold of those cards. Or that's going to give you an opportunity to reach back out and say thanks or send a little email and kind of, you know, wrap things up and get get back in the mind of the person that was recruiting so they can get your name out there. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was a good – that candidate seemed very uh, on top of things. I think I'll – Absolutely. And, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea if it's uh, a district you're really interested in, you want to pursue them – Write them a handwritten note, you know, say thank you for the opportunity. Enjoyed speaking with you. And uh, please let me know if, if there's a way that uh, we can talk further. But uh, and if there's even a way, don't don't be afraid to ask just to come visit and see what's going on. You know, I'll uh, try. We've had that a lot. I know the, the Hardin County got into after I left, uh, bringing teachers in and showing them around, actually driving them to the schools and introducing them to the principals and showing them the different buildings and uh Doing those sort of things, so I mean, I mean, I didn't do that, but but they were doing that, and that's uh, turned out to be pretty good, uh, pretty good PR, and I think they got a few teachers doing that. Yeah, and you know, another thing that kind of comes to mind as well is for our folks, uh, our new teachers. So you've been teaching a year, and unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, with budget cuts, sometimes the first year, or second year teachers or maybe uh, maybe quality teachers, but, uh, you know, budget cuts may find them out of work. Right. And don't forget that a lot of times you can go back to uh, a career fair that may be set up for teacher ed, but uh, if you contact your university that you graduated from and ask them if they're having a career fair and could right. you come back, uh, that's an option as well. That's absolutely right. And, uh, you know, those are things that you just have to take consideration. You never know how that's going to work out for you. But, uh, you know, showing back up. And I can tell you that if you show up at a career fair with a year or two of experience and uh, a good story behind why you're you're in here shopping around, you know, I think that will uh, definitely, that could definitely put you in the driver's seat as far as experience goes. That's right. Or at least have your references checked. Right. You know, because that's one thing that's going to happen. And, and, you know, that's one thing we didn't talk about. You know, what needs to be, I guess, pretty standard, what needs each 
we need to have on the resume for each uh, candidate that comes through. You know, what do we want to see as HR people? You know, I always just want to see some good references, a little work history if it was pertinent, and, uh, you know, personal information and some academic type information to and then what certification they were going to be in. Uh, that's about really all. You know, if I could get that, I think I could go from there. Then that hooked them up with the principal, and they could work out the details from that point. That's right. That's right. All good stuff. So there you go. That's what you need to do beforehand, during, and after uh, the old career fair. So, uh, you know, again, we would stress that do your legwork ahead of time. Be prepared. Be confident when you're there. Uh, be personable, uh, know what you're talking about and who you're talking to, and then make sure you follow up, and um, that way you'll stand out. And just realize that the districts are there looking for people. They're just not there to spend a day out of the office. They really do want to find uh, candidates, and so get in there and take it serious and do the best you can, and uh, wish you the best of luck. That's right, but I did like uh, the one at Western because I had a nice golf course there afterwards. Uh, that's why you never came back. We needed, <laughs> you needed you to get an office. I can take say care that when business. I'm retired now. Yeah. All right. Well, all right then. We uh, thank everyone for listening. And we wish you the best of luck as you venture out and uh, go to these career fairs and get yourself a position. Good luck. This has been the EduCash Podcast, a Heartland Communications production. Please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. Available now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Anchor.fm. Your input helps others discover this career education geared podcast. If you have a question for John and Chris, feel free to email it to educashpod at gmail.com. That's E-D-U-C-A-C-H-E pod at gmail.com. And the guys will answer it in an upcoming episode. We'll see you next time on the Educash podcast.